Hello, what's up? It's Aiden Jones here, and you're listening to Sitting Under a Tree with me for Tuesday, the 24th of March. 24th? Fuck. Oh my god, 2020 is the year. Oh my god, it feels like fucking forever since I've done this. This has been a really long week, like the way that it's felt. Um... Fuck, it's been a week since I recorded this podcast and it feels like every single day shit is happening, things are changing. <sighs> what do I, how do I feel? This is how I normally start. How do I feel? I feel like there is an undercurrent, just a, a constant undercurrent of stress and um, and like, mystery isn't the word, what am I, th- like... Just I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going to happen in the future at all. Um, and on one level, it's like good because I'm forced to live in the moment. But on another level, it's like, well, I kind of I want to know what's going on, you know. Uh, a nice thing just happened now. I just checked my um, Melbourne Comedy Festival, like, what do you call it? Uh, the donations. People have been uh, able to, like, donate money when they would have bought tickets to the shows or whatever and uh, a huge huge thank you to anyone who's put money into that because I've got a little bit there which is crazy I expected nothing to come of that whatsoever um that's where I can start I guess I can start with money that's a uh, a nice little way to fucking the here's okay let me go down my list of worries money money is fine um I am luckily, very luckily, signed up to Centrelink already, so I'm getting money from the government, and uh, if I wasn't, I would, I think, be able to claim as a sole trader who's just lost all of their income. I think the government's made provisions for that. How fucking crazy is that? The government has put, what is it, like $200 billion or some fucking crazy shit into... (laughs) (laughs) into dealing with the fucking coronavirus and the the fallout to the economy i mean what where is all that money coming from i've been thinking about that like okay money for me is okay because i'm getting money from the government and maybe i'm gonna have to get a job uh i went into centrelink i went into my like job agency that centrelink make you go to i went in on wednesday for a meeting and they sent me to this meeting for coles because coles are um, hiring like 5,000 new staff fucking ASAP because they need people to, you know, I guess <laughs> like run in and bulletproof vests and fucking stand in front of the toilet paper aisle. And um, they've identified job seeker providers through Centrelink as the place to get those fucking foot soldiers. But so I'm like, okay, so I might be getting a job. But even if I don't, financially, I think I'm I'm fine with my Centrelink payments and the little bit of money that I'm going to get from the Adelaide Fringe. So, okay. But where's that money coming from? Like, the government has just announced a fucking $280... Uh, is it $280 billion, I think? is the I think that's the figure that I keep seeing. Whatever the money is, they've announced a bunch of money and they're going to pump it into the economy. But what does that money... What does that money mean? Like, can they just make that up and give it to people and go, you're allowed to get stuff now? What happens when the stuff runs out? Like, if we're, they're talking about six months, man, six months, we're going to be just trapped in our fucking houses, you know? 
I've been thinking about that today, about like how long is that? Like I, I think the Edinburgh Fringe isn't going ahead. I'm starting to accept that. The Edinburgh Fringe is, is not. Nah, August, too soon. They're closing schools as of tomorrow. They've closed all non-essential businesses. That's like cafes are allowed to do takeaway and restaurants are allowed to do takeaway. All bars closed, all stuff that's not supermarkets, that's retail shit, I think is closed in Victoria. And and that's happening, Scott Morrison is saying, for at least six months. <sighs> And what have I been doing to fill my days? I've been playing piano, reading, and doing the backyard bitch. Oh, that's what I've been doing. I've been I've started a YouTube show called The Backyard Bitch. If you haven't watched that, fucking watch that. Oh God, what am I fucking? <laughs> what am I talking about right now? <sighs> I need to find some sort of level. None of this has been good so far. None of the... I haven't reached a single fucking point. Let me take a sip of my tea. The fucking tea bag came off of my tea. <sighs> Where's that money coming from? The government is pumping all this money into the into the economy. I guess farmers are still farming. You know, they're still making their crops. I guess we've got all of the crops for this year because it's not spring. Like, the, we've just had summer, so they've harvested, and so food's going to be, like, okay, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> just where is all that money coming from? If all these people aren't working, do we need those people? I've been thinking about that. Like, do we need... Fuck, this is... I'm going in deep now. If all these people aren't working but there's still enough stuff to feed everyone and keep everyone in, in like houses and shit, then like, do we really need those jobs? What those people who were working those jobs, evidently they didn't need to do that. Evidently people working in bars and cafes and shit didn't need to be doing that. We don't need to be going to those places. Oh, fuck. I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I don't know how the economy works, man. <laughs> like, <coughs> I have no fucking idea how any of this works. All I know is that I trust that when I go down to the supermarket, there's still going to be food there. And I don't, I don't know how that works. How does that work? Why do we all have food? Why were we doing all these things before to get food and now we can't do them, but there's still enough food? And it's like we don't need to be doing all of that stuff that we were doing. Is the reason that we were doing it to stop from us going insane? Like, I guess so, because I'm kind of scared that for the next six months I'm just going to be stuck in my house and I'm going to be going crazy. And the way for me to not go crazy that I've discovered in my life is to do comedy. But you're not allowed to just do the thing that you want to do and have, like, subsist on, you know, various fucking monies from your government. You're supposed to fucking go out and figure out a way to get other people to give you money. And for some people, that's starting a cafe to fucking have a place where people like to go. And for me, that's doing comedy. And like, why not? Why can't? Why can't just some people be farmers and some people? <laughs> Maybe I don't fucking know. I guess the people. I guess the people making food want to fucking feel like everyone else is having to work as hard as they are. You know? I guess, is that it? 
food is evidently the only thing that we really fucking need and houses. But, oh man, I don't know, man. Too much time at home to think. Playing piano is really giving me uh, something to just, if I'm allowed to just sit and think like this, I mean, if everyone if everyone's sitting and thinking like this, I don't know how the economy works. At least I have the good sense to know that I don't know how the economy works. Imagine the kind of person who's going to sit there and go, you know what, I do have it all figured out. <laughs> and then just start fucking making moves in accordance with the... Fu oh, I was thinking about that. You don't know, like, normally the way you know if you're going crazy is other people tell you, Right. You walk around in the world, you interact with people, and uh, if you have a weird idea, eventually someone, you know, you, you tell someone, and then they go, oh, that's a bit weird, man. And you're like, all right, yep, rein it in, fair enough. But now, I mean, no one's really around each other. You can talk to someone online, but you can really curate the things that you're saying to someone when you're messaging them or whatever. It's a, it's a lot harder to tell when your mates are going crazy if you're all locked inside your individual houses. And so people who are going crazy are allowed to just drift off along that fucking, that thought path for longer. Like who of my friends is going to go crazy first? That's a conversation I've been having. Looking around going, who's going to be the first to fucking crack, man? <laughs> and there's plenty of people on Twitter who are like... <coughs> <coughs> Pretty early candidates straight out the gates. People just fucking, as soon as the lockdown started, straight away, ranting, screaming at, at people on Twitter. <sighs> Piano is, uh, is something that's definitely keeping me sane. I've been playing um, this Chopin Nocturne in C minor. I've been learning it. I'm about a page and a half in now. And uh, it's something that I have had as a song on the podcast before, so I'm not going to put it again this week. But I am maybe when I can play it, I'll put that. I'll put a recording of me playing it as the song on the podcast. Fuck, that'd be nice. Cause, um, yeah, I just uh, I I think yesterday was it yesterday Sunday yeah or Saturday Saturday or whatever I I must have played like three or four hours of piano just sat at home just playing piano and um working it's so hard that's what's good about it is it's like it really takes fucking ages to learn and teach your fingers a good bit of fucking classical piano so it's just like something that i can chip away at slowly over the course of a month or two <sighs> And when I play this, it's going to be so impressive. But until then, every like every every fucking hour that I spend working on this is another hour that I'm not spending thinking about the fucking economy. You know, thinking about how, as it happens, we all don't need to go to our jobs. We can all just sit at home, and the government can give us money. Isn't that the most insane? Who would have thought that it, it would just work? I mean, maybe this fucking knock on wood, huh? Famous last words, cut to three months' time when all the supermarkets do run out of food and we've all got fucking 550 bucks a, month, a, a week in our bank accounts from the doubled amount of Centrelink. 
How crazy is that? They doubled Centrelink. But what good is all that fucking money when there's no food in the supermarkets, you know? That's what I'm thinking about. And again, me, stressing, stressing, just stressing the fuck out. <sighs> Yesterday we did, um, I don't even know if we should have done this, but we did do uh, like a little gig in the park with seven of us. We went to Edinburgh Gardens. There were a bunch of other people out. We probably shouldn't have done it, but it was a nice thing to see my mates and we did a gig and we all just kind of had... Uh, we did one on Thursday and then we did one, uh, I'm recording this on Monday, we did one on Sunday and um, on Thursday it wasn't very good, like I had my a few jokes that I'd kind of written for it but I went up and it was just very wooden. I, to be honest I wasn't really that enthused about writing jokes or doing stand-up, like with no gigs going on at all, I'm like what's the fucking point? with nowhere to get the feeling that I love about stand-up, which is standing on stage in front of people and saying things that I thought of and making them laugh, like standing in front of my friends who are comics doesn't feel the same. And especially on Thursday, I was like, normally we use those little workshop kind of things in front of mates as a way to prepare for a gig that's coming up in the future, just to test out new ideas and get a feel for them. But with no gigs coming up in the future... I walked away from that thing on Thursday going like, well, I guess these meetups with my friends are the gigs. And it stops becoming, uh, it stops being a like a workshop and starts being like, these aren't like three or four or five comedians in front of me. This is the audience. These are the people that I have to make laugh. And the job of a comedian is, as always, to make the people in front of them laugh. So I've almost got to try and write different bits or like, you know, different things to to play to that audience. So I started writing a few jokes that are just going to work to my friends. <laughs> Playing to the smallest audience there is. And the whole point of that, I guess, is just to keep up the skill of joke writing. Because right now, I don't feel very enthused to write jokes if there's no gigs going. I don't really feel like I want to write jokes that are just going to sit in my notebook and I'm not going to be able to do them anywhere. Oh, I still feel stressed. I still feel stressed. There's a tightness in my chest, man. Doing this podcast every week, what it normally does is uh, let me check in on how I'm feeling and just kind of process those feelings out loud. And right now, I'm checking in and what I feel is fucking fear. I feel very scared because I don't know what's going to happen in the future. Six months. Six months, they reckon, of this. Six months of just kind of walking around the house. Like, I'll try and fucking recount what I did today. All right. I got up at 8.30. I paced around for about 10 minutes. I washed my face. I blew my nose out. My cough is going away at least. I know this is probably the third week in a row that I've done the podcast with a cough. But at this point, it's just a superficial cough. There's nothing behind it. You know when there's a cough, you know when you get one of those coughs when you're actually sick and it's like the painful thing and you're kind of pushing against some fucking force in your chest? <clears throat> That's my cough right now, that one that I just did, and it really feels like there's nothing really behind it. It's just I'm just fucking clearing out the last bits or whatever. So I blew my nose in the morning and then I did uh, yoga. I've been trying to do yoga 
15, 20 minutes every morning, get the mat out. I was doing it outside for a few days, but it started to get cold, man. Real cold. So I've been doing that in the lounge room and... Um, Tell you what, man, I got my two housemates, and when they walk past me in the lounge room and I'm doing yoga in the morning, it's very hard to not be embarrassed. I think that's that's definitely gonna be a feature of the coming months is getting used to really fucking sharing your personal space, man. Like Oh, maybe that's something I can work on and get better at. Like both of my housemates when I was in the lounge room doing yoga didn't look at me or make fun of me or whatever. Like I thought they would um, throw me a sly look like, oh, you're doing a bit of yoga, are you, mate? <laughs> Think you're better than us? <laughs> That's what it feels like, man. But it's like, where am I going to do it? In my room? I kind of want to be, it's weird, isn't it? Like I want to be around people, but I don't want people to acknowledge me because I don't want to do it in my room because it feels like lonely. I want to do it kind of out in the world, but it's too cold to do it outside. And the lounge room feels more like, a, you know, it feels like I'm venturing a little bit more out into the greater fucking landscape. And if I'm just doing yoga with my door closed in my room at 8.30 in the morning. So I went out, did that. Then I... Uh, then I made breakfast. What did I make for breakfast? Oh, I made pumpkin soup. I uh, cut up a bit of pumpkin, I put some hot water and some chicken stock in the saucepan, I got pumpkin, some tomatoes out the garden, a bit of garlic, and uh, boiled that all up, mashed it down into a soup, put some basil on top, made myself a tea, don't want to drink coffee too early in the morning, because I read in a book, or was it in a book, or somewhere, someone said, I don't want to blow my load too early by having a coffee at 8, and I thought, that's a good idea, man. Get the coffee too early and then you fucking use up all the energy that you had for the day in the first hour. Fuck that. Let me start with a tea. Start cruisy, you know. And uh, watch an episode of The Sopranos. I've been watching The Sopranos. That Tony Soprano, isn't he bloody crazy? He reminds me of my friend Dave, actually. Anyway, fuck, what am I talking about? So I did that and that got me through till about 10:30 and then i edited uh the backyard bitch this gardening show that i've been doing for about an hour or two and then i put that episode up and uh and then i played piano for like an hour and then i um i went into my room i wrote some jokes for like 2 hours i emerged i um kind of paced around a little bit, then made lunch, ate lunch, and now I'm here. And the time is 7 p.m. And that, I fucking bored myself even just by reciting that. That's what I've done today. And that is what I'm going to be doing every day for the next six months. And I'm fucking really just letting that sink in like that's it I've got a bunch of books I guess I can read those maybe it's time to fucking even even drugs dude yesterday in the park some of my friends had some CBT oil that um that marijuana oil (coughs) that you like hold under your tongue and it makes you high and I had some 
and I didn't even enjoy it. I always, you know, I I guess as a joke, it'd be like, oh, well, now that we're all stuck in our rooms, we can just fucking take drugs. But I, I didn't enjoy taking drugs. I don't think I like taking drugs. Because somehow, still, I like to be in control. Even when I have nothing to do and the control of my life has been completely taken away, it still scares me to... I, like, I took them. I took the oil and we watched a movie last night. And then, uh, and the whole time we are watching the movie, I was kind of struggling with my own thoughts a little bit. Just like, oh, I feel completely in control right now. I'm finding it hard to not concentrate, but like... When I was talking, I was feeling like I was kind of lagging behind the conversation a bit. So we watched the movie... And then I went to bed and then my mind was just racing and I started freaking out about like, oh, what's, maybe I should have gone back, I was starting to think like maybe I should just go back to, that's right, I was listening to the Guardian Football Weekly podcast where they, um, where they were talking about all the football leagues that have closed and the Australian league hasn't closed, but the New Zealand team in the Australian, like soccer football competition are in Australia, and they're stuck in Australia. I mean, they can't play in New Zealand. So if the league's keeping going, then they have to play in Australia. And the guys on the podcast were going like, that's crazy. Surely in a time like this, you want to, like the people that you care about, you want to hold them as close as you possibly fucking can. And these guys are stuck in fucking Australia playing soccer in empty stadiums. And I listened to that because I was listening to the podcast in bed trying to go to sleep and my mind was full of this fucking weed. And I was just thinking like, oh God, should I be near my family? Should I just go back home and, and stay with mum? But I know I don't want to do that. But that just that voice going, you want to be around the people who you care about and hold them as close as you possibly can. That voice saying that made me think like, is that what I want? Maybe that's what I want. Maybe I'm doing the wrong thing. I've been saying to a lot of people that I'm excited by the prospect of this. I'm excited about the idea that this lock-in, this this drastic change in society is going to bring forth a lot of innovation and new ideas. And it will. I think it, like invariably, it's going to, right? I keep comparing it to the Second World War in my head, I think. The Second World War was awful and all those people died, but look at all the amazing technology that came out of it and, and the new ideas. I mean, it came from figuring out ways to kill people, but nevertheless, it was a huge leap forward technologically. And any time there's ever a war or some huge crisis, that's what happens. And that's what this is, is one of the biggest crises in the world since the Second World War. Probably the biggest, maybe. I don't fucking know. I haven't lived through the other ones. I emailed my grandpa to um, ask him has he ever lived through another time like this and, and he just said it sounds like you're having a bit of a rough time over there mate, I hope you're okay and he told me some stories, it was really nice. I mean I guess it's hard to compare this to anything else and compare the, you know, each crisis has its own unique feeling and whatever. But... Um, yeah, I think it's right. What I've been I've been telling people that I'm excited about all this innovation and whatever and I guess I am, but in saying that, I think the reason I keep telling people that is to try and persuade myself that I'm not utterly fucking terrified of the prospect 
of doing nothing for six months or maybe a year or maybe 18 months or however long it takes for either herd immunity or a, a, a fucking vaccine. I'm just trying to fucking keep, you know, a positive, like, oh, I'm, I'm excited to see what it's going to be. But that that is like what I'm saying in saying I'm excited to see what's going to happen is I'm excited for this to be over and everything to change again. <laughs> what I'm not excited for is tomorrow. <laughs> not excited for tomorrow at all or the next day or the next day. I'm excited for, I keep thinking about um, the end of World War II, those videos of people dancing in the streets. I think there's a video of people linking arms in two big circles and like dancing in opposite directions while the throng of people crowds around them and it's supposed to be the day that uh, Germany surrendered maybe or Japan or whoever the fuck it was. And that was the day that the war ended. 1939 to 1945 or 46 when the bomb was dropped, whenever the fuck. They had almost a decade of, of this alternate existence. But I keep thinking about that and thinking about how great it's going to be when we all fucking get out of this. When we all get out of this. <laughs> Just speaking in, in movie cliches, when we all get out of this. I tell you, things are going to be different around here. I mean, it is going to be great. And I guess you need these bad times to have the fucking good times, whatever, all those fucking platitudes and cliches. But right now, very scary. I am excited to see a lady that I went on two dates with before I went to Adelaide. I'm going to see her tomorrow. That's something that I got to look forward to. I'm looking forward to seeing some friends tonight. We're going to go play, uh, we're going to play board games at my mate's house. Again, I don't know if we should be doing that, but it's kind of just, we just are. I don't know, man. There's no comedy. <laughs> There's no comedy. It doesn't even feel like I'm, I'm really missing it yet. I'm just missing uh, the direction in my life. Like I don't miss so much the um because everyone's like no one can do it so I'm not like oh everyone else is doing it and I'm missing out like no one in the world is doing comedy right now so I don't really feel like I've completely acknowledged that the, the thing that I've been doing is gone maybe this is what people feel like who don't have that thing that they care about in their life maybe this is what people feel like who go to their job and don't really care about anything. Is it? Are there people out there like that? Or am I being really arrogant and thinking that I'm different to most people? Am I depressed? Is this what depression is? Where I just, I'm like, oh, I'm not looking forward to anything. I guess that's what depression is. But it's also understandable. It's like a depression from an exterior source. Actually, here's something that I am excited about. Liz had the idea... There's an abandoned house over the back fence and uh, it's so fucking abandoned, man. You climb over the fence and like the grass is long and inside the actual house all the floorboards are ripped up and it looks like they've been kind of, you know, started fixing it but then stopped and 
the next door house, I'm not even sure if that's inhabited either. There's a car in the backyard that's completely overgrown and fucked up. It's been there for years, evidently. And uh, anyway, so this whole house and maybe the one next to it as well are abandoned. And um, there's a shed in the first house, the one directly behind us. And Liz had the idea, why don't we get chickens? Like that's one positive to take from the situation is that like nothing is going to change for the next six months, year, 18 months. However long this goes on for, people aren't moving into that house in that time. There's no, you know, new, the people are just where, where everyone's living right now, that's where you're living for the foreseeable future. And that means there's no one new going to be moving into that house and they're not going to be renovating it and whatever. So that house is going to stay uninhabited for the amount of time that we're in this quarantine thing. And no one's going to check on that shed. So fuck, maybe we get some chickens and put them in the shed. Wouldn't that be nice just to have some chickens? And they lay eggs. We get three chickens. We got, do they lay eggs every day? I think they do. Did a little bit of reading. They lay eggs. We keep them in the thing. We put a little bit of fucking um, that bird wire over the door so we can get in there and they can't get out. And the rest of the shed's pretty well enclosed. There's some holes in the roof where light can get in. So hopefully they can still see the sun a bit. And uh, yeah, that's another thing to, to look forward to. I'm looking forward to with the backyard bitch. I've done three videos of it, and um, by the way, if you haven't, check it out on my Instagram at Aiden Jones com- at at Aiden Jones Comedy, and check out the Instagram to this podcast sitting under podcast uh, at sitting under podcast. Um, and I'm excited for the next episodes of Backyard Bitch to be me going into the fucking abandoned house behind us and like stealing stones from the yard and making a path with them and all that kind of stuff. I don't know. I am. A fu- I am. I am like vaguely excited about the things that I've chosen to have to keep myself occupied, but it just, I just don't know where we're going to end up. And I guess I'm used to having a fair idea of what the future holds. And I don't have that right now. And um, it's very unsatisfying, isn't it? But I feel like everyone, I mean, you all, I'm sure, feel like this. People are losing their jobs and losing their purposes in their lives. God, I feel a bit jealous of people who fucking already just chose to go and move out to the country, you know? People who just go and live in the country and (laughs) have their fucking farm and their kids and don't see anyone, their lives are, are all the same. It's us in the fucking cities. We're the ones who are just shitted on right now. Oh, everyone's shitted on. I don't know, mate. I think that's all I got for you this week, guys. Sorry that I didn't get to a point of, of fucking hope or whatever, but I feel like I've captured the mood pretty accurately right now, huh? Hope you're all doing good. Send me a message if you want to talk. <laughs> I've never, never ended the podcast like that before. If you guys want to talk, maybe uh, just message me. <laughs> Fuck. This has been Aiden Jones sitting under a tree. Hit my Peace. Tell me what you want to do. I know you see I'm really new. Tell me what you I know you see I'm really